You are listening to Hands at Work Audio. Meanwhile in Africa. Meanwhile in Africa. In Africa. In Africa. In Africa. Meanwhile in Africa. Meanwhile in Africa. Stay evening. Pusin, um, I decided to stay in Machino in a community to try and understand um, the impact that it's having on a community. And the best way to do it is to, to live with the people, to see where they sleep, what they eat, what's happening. And oh my, what the evening it was. I ended up with Audrey. She's our service center leader in Mozambique. A very brave young lady. And the two of us decided to go and visit Laura, a girl that we care for after we found her last year in Matsino desperately, desperately vulnerable. On our way to Laura's house, where she and her grandmother live, right on the outside of the village, because they can't afford to live inside the village. They are the poorest of the poor. We've walked for about 20, 30 minutes outside the village when we met a few young children and they all knew Audrey and they spoke to her and they told Audrey that um, Laura's house where she and her granny live also completely collapsed and they went to another place, um, extended family far away where they went to go and stay for the night. By now it was already dark in Machino and we, we couldn't turn around. And so Audrey said to me, well, I know another granny that even lives further into the bush. Let's go there and see how it's going with her and the children that we care for. By the time we got to uh, Granny Anita, it was dark. And the first thing that we noticed was that her house also collapsed completely. It was just lying in ruins. And she and three of the children that she cared for sat around a little fire when we arrived there. It was so incredible. That afternoon, Sarah Vrina, which is a young girl of about eight years old, told her granny, Audrey don't love me anymore because she hasn't visited me in my house for a month. And that night, God sent us to her house to go and stay there. Just imagine her face when she saw us coming. And we brought a little bit of maize with us and we sat with them around the fire. They had made a temporary shelter, which was about three meters by a meter and a half. Just grass, just grass. And five of us slept in that little shelter that evening. But before we went to go and sleep there, we sat around the fire, we were about to eat and I could see people coming from the dark and they sat about five meters away from us. Audrey whispered to me, they come when it is time to eat because they're desperate. And there behind us sat a mother in her mid-twenties, I guess, and she had three children, one was still breastfeeding. And she sat in the dark waiting for us to invite him to come closer. They didn't know Audrey and I would be there that night. Imagine how vulnerable they were if I went to a grandmother with three orphans whose house already collapsed. When they invited that young lady and her three children to come and sit around the fire, those children just dived in and started eating. It was so clear that they've not eaten the whole day.
You know, we hear stories many times, and we read about stories, and we hear it second-hand and third-hand. But friends, when you sit around that fire, and you see a mum with three young children, sitting in the dark, waiting to be invited closer, something breaks in you. Something makes you very angry about the injustice. That night, after 24 years of doing it, I discovered another level of vulnerability. I slept that night, body to body in that little grass thatch. There was a stone the size of a mountain exactly where my lower back was. I didn't feel anything. My heart was broken. My heart was paining more than my lower back. As long as I live, I want to change this and bring hope. How about you? www.handsatwork.org